This is the Frey and Friends podcast, and I am your host, Elliot Frey. Inspired by the song, The Men That Drive Me Places by Ben Rector, the Frey and Friends podcast exists to create a forum for others to share their stories. Thanks for tuning in. Good friend Corey McAnally. Hi, Corey. Hello, Elliot. How are you? <laughs> I, I know you get a, I know you get a hard time about that intro, but I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate. It. I do get a hard time about that, and I have several friends that will really get a kick out of what you just did. But <laughs> good, good. Uh, welcome, man. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, thanks for having me. Your studio is great here. Your wife did a great <laughs> job decorating it. Uh, uh, yeah, truly, and I, I'm thankful to be here. I'm looking forward to having a conversation tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And yes, this studio um, comes together about five minutes before guests show up. So uh, yeah. I bring my office chair into the living room. We bring this weird end table that has no place in the house into the living room. It's it's really great. So I'm trying to convince Kelly to let me build a studio in the basement. Yeah. Um, she wants like a mudroom, laundry room. So yeah. we'll see how that shakes yeah. out. I'm not uh, sure. Which one do you? Which one will you use more? I guess is probably the question. You've got to convince her. And maybe tonight, you know, I've heard. You tell me if it's true. Yep. You made a lot of promises about getting this podcast kicked back up again, and I think uh, I think we really need to. I think we need to tell the the listeners tonight that uh, you're committed to this again. Can we can we tell them? That? Yeah, I, I think you're right, Corey. So here's the deal: uh, the Devin Pauls and the Travis Manderfields and the Emily Allisons of the world, who I've heard from all in the last couple of days, actually. Uh, for all of you to know. We're back. All right. This is back. We're committed. Uh, we're rolling. And I actually have another special guest that I'm interviewing this week as well. So good. Uh, strong lineup this week, good. really. I mean, good. And you're leading us off. Yeah. You are the Jock Peterson. There we go. Of, Jock Peterson tonight. You got, I, I told you we had to be done before the Cubs game started and you decided to start when the Cubs game started. Yeah, so here yes, we are. Good. Yes. So we will, we will wrap up. Uh, Corey and I discovered tonight. So uh, I feel like I'm going to get a chance to get to know Corey a little bit better tonight as well. And uh, one of the first things that I learned tonight is you pulled into the driveway and you saw the license plate Cubs one on my car. You show me your 2016 Cubs World Series hat in your passenger seat, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, the first thing Corey said is we might need to flip the game on while we're recording, which just made me if I I, I like Corey a lot. If I didn't know that, I would have absolutely liked Corey at that moment. So, yeah. well, uh, of course, the first thing I say when I get out of my car is Cubs win. Yeah. Cubs win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You should have brought your big hair glasses. I know. I know. My impression's not very good, but uh, I don't. I, you know, for the podcast, I'll do it. Man. That's great. It's great. I don't have any Budweiser in the fridge, but uh, we, we can, uh, that's, uh, we'll figure that out at some point. So, well, I'm glad you're here, Corey. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to this. And I think that everyone obviously in the audience, in my mind, is just going to have a great time getting to know who Corey is tonight. And I don't know if all of you had seen this even leading into tonight, but I did share a little bit of a pre-episode uh, marketing campaign for this this particular recording because Corey has actually recently announced that he is going to be running for the Des Moines City Council. And so what I wanted to do before we even jump into some of the questions, Corey, is just kind of level set what people can expect. So yeah. I think anytime you talk with someone who's running for any office of any sort, uh, you and I could sit here and debate issues or talk, you know, talk politics or whatever. Um, we're not doing that tonight. So hopefully you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's good. Uh, make, makes sense to me. Uh, hopefully we get a chance to do that uh, at some point in time. But, totally. Uh, 
tonight. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, no, and that's um, I you told me that you might have a lot of analogies tonight, and you've already given your best one, which is that we're gonna treat this as the Cubs Pirates series, and then we'll do Cubs Cardinals down the road. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll, we'll we'll take this as the uh, the easy game in the series. Although the Pirates this year have been a little bit better than years past, but yeah, I think they've struck some gold earlier in the year uh, that then they might have uh, been punched above their weight but that yeah. seems to be the team that we should always beat yeah. that we don't right? yeah we'll do we'll do we'll do the pirate 2020 2019 pirates interview tonight how about that love right? it i, I think, think that sounds good and and with regards to that so we'll get into a little bit about your bid for city council and all that stuff and, and learn a little bit more about who you are and, and why you know you're motivated to run um, but we're also just going to get to know a little bit about Corey as Corey, and so i'm looking forward to that i think it'll be a lot of fun um, and really with that, I'd love to kind of start with just who are you, Corey, and yeah. and maybe um, just give us the, the overview of who you are and what the heck brings you to this really uh, soft couch that you, you sink <laughs> uh, into a little bit. If, my, if, 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 if Lauren could see me right now, she would be appalled on account of the fact that my posture is terrible. <laughs> and, and again, I'm, I'm blaming the couch, but I think it's just an, uh, an argument of convenience. But yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, you know, it's one of those things when somebody asks you who you are, you, you want to ask questions right back, where you want me to start? But, uh, you know, we, we can always start at the beginning and, and go from there. And uh, if you've got any questions, stop me. If you sure. Find any interesting points. I know you won't be shy. But yeah, so I was born in Iowa, uh, actually to two very young parents who were still in high school. Uh, and uh, my dad at the time, for, for the listeners who are familiar with the geography that my parents lived in the Quad Cities, my dad was I uh, went to Central High School, and my mom at that time went to Assumption High School, which is the Catholic high school. And of course, you can't be pregnant in a Catholic high school. So she actually ended up graduating from West High School. Uh, and um, yeah, so my dad uh, joined the military. Uh, he actually at that point in time had, uh, you know, um, you know, a dream lined up for himself. Uh, and then he had his uh, first child in, in his hands and didn't, you know, um, didn't know how he's going to provide for that. And he mm-hmm. He decided he was going to enlist, um, so he he enlisted in the the Marines, um, and so took us to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, for basic training. Of course, I was uh, too young to get in the PT in the morning, but uh, <laughs> but uh, and that, at that point in time, my brother uh, was born in in North Carolina. Uh, we both, interestingly enough, have and and hopefully, I'm sure you could find this on the dark web if you wanted to, but we have five seven five social security numbers, and that's because. We actually, so for most people in Iowa, I, I, you know, who are born in Iowa, it's somewhere in the high 400s, like yep. above 470 or something like 47, something 46 or above. Because the first three numbers, fun fact, of your uh, social security number are a geographic identifier of where you are from. Absolutely no idea. Uh, yeah. I already yes. learned something. Yeah. So what, for the listeners, validate, where were you born? Uh, well, so Iowa. Okay. Um, so you could probably pretty quickly guess my yeah. first three okay, numbers. Four eight one. Four eight one. There you go. See, but you're not going to give the full one here tonight. Uh, yeah, probably not. I'll think. Okay. I, I'll think on it. Maybe by the end of it, okay. uh, I'll. I'll uh, yeah. No. Maybe, okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> sure. No, that, that's good. I. I, I would. I, I think you've made the right choice. But yeah. So uh, from there, um, uh, you know, my dad was in the Philippines, uh, and so they stationed you in, in uh, Hawaii. I can never say the name of the base correctly. I, I, I think it's Kiniau Bay, uh, but uh, we were we, we lived in Hawaii uh, for for a few years, and then uh, my my sister was uh, <laughs> about to be born. We had to come back to, uh, due to some medical complications that she went through at a, at a young age, and so. We ended up back at stateside, oh, well, mainland, if yep. you will, uh, and uh, and uh, she was born 
in uh, Chicago, Illinois, uh, which uh, connection there. And I, if, if, if uh, yeah, my, if my sister is listening, uh, I, I, that's probably where I gained my love for Chicago. So I can thank her yeah. for many things, but certainly for that. And then, um, yeah, I, we, we moved back to uh, the Norfolk Air Force Base, or I'm sorry, Norfolk uh, Naval Base in, um, in, uh, in Virginia. Um, the Marines obviously being a branch of the Navy, a yep. sub, sub branch of the Navy, and uh, lived quite a few years in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, you know, uh, parents ended up splitting uh, eight to 10 years old, I can't quite remember. Um, and then, uh, you know, I stayed with dad, mom, ended up back in Wisconsin. So we're going to get some Wisconsin connections. Uh, and I've got a lot of family who, you know, like brewers and Packers and things like that. You know, I, I thought those were all occupations, but apparently they're also <laughs> they're also sports teams in the great state of Wisconsin. Um, and so, and, and I had two brothers, but half brothers yeah. uh, uh, on, on my mom's side, um, and uh, Trevor and Adam both actually, you know, uh, enlisted in the the military themselves. Um, um, and uh, yeah, I just kind of did the. For anybody who's listening, who's done the divorced family thing, right? Uh, you, you spend some time with mom. You spend some time with dad. So spend some time with dad during the school year. And mom's, uh, you know, my, the Stotts family, if they they end up listening, uh, my uh, my stepbrother or half brother's family um, owned farms in Wisconsin. So you know, milking cows. Uh, you know, cut my teeth on that. Uh, picking rock in the field, getting paid twelve dollars an hour to put on jeans and go out in the field and yeah. pick rock, uh, uh, which for people who don't know, you know, that's what you did to get big rocks out of the field before planting and combining. And you think, gosh, you only have to do that once, but the earth moves, right? Every year, every time you till that up and you get more rocks, it could get obviously a rock going through a combine is no good. Uh, so yeah, you want to avoid that. If yeah, you, you do want to avoid <laughs> I hear those machines are rather expensive, yeah. uh, particularly for family farms, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, so I spent my time working on the farm in the summer, um, and then back in Virginia until finally my dad moved back to the Midwest. Uh, and then we got to, this is where we start making connections with the quad cities again. Sure. Yep. My grandma is, um, you know, spent some time in schools in the quad cities, ended up going to high school, Pleasant Valley high school. And then I just like to think I worked my way across the state, um, undergrad at University of Iowa and then eventually law school at Drake. So yep. a Hawkeye and a Bulldog. Now to get it out there. Yeah. Uh, the only time that I don't cheer for Iowa State is two days a year. Uh, that's when they play the Hawks in basketball and football. I know that's controversial. Sure, sure. But I am a, I am an Iowa school fan. You know, when the, the, the universe makes you pick on certain days. Yeah, right? yep. You got to pick. But other than that, I am a... I should have said I'm a state of Iowa fan and an Iowa State sure. fan, but but uh, and, to and, get that out there because that's important. Yeah, uh, and, and let me just say this, Corey, uh, that's the right answer for someone running for city council, right? <laughs> I, it's, it's sincere. Yeah, but no, yeah, no, I, no, I, I, I'm I appreciate. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. So. No, I I uh, I respect that. Now, yeah. if I can return the favor. Uh, I can't stand Iowa any day of the week, so I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to clear no, that's, that. No, that's fair. Right uh, that's fair, and that, that's uh, that's your loss. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you well, know. Well, I'm teasing. I, I can see my in-laws right now grimacing as they heard that <laughs> uh, come through the headphones. So, yeah, um, yeah no, no. We're getting I, into deep issues here. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. yes. No, that's good. So 
Thanks for sharing a little bit about that. Um, and I'd love to, we'll get into some more of just kind of your professional career and, and try and tie some of that into the conversation here today. But um, one of the things I'm curious about, and I ask all of my interviewees is how in the world do we know each other? If, if you can recall anything about maybe when we met or anything along those lines. Yeah, uh, this I, I love that you asked this question. And of course I did my homework and listened to some of the other uh, great interviews that you did and great people. I mean, first of all, thank you for letting me be yeah. anybody who's been on this podcast before. I love that you just start to get, you know, your orbit is your orbit, but you start to see how those orbits intersect and and really just an honor to be here. You know, obviously, the, the threshold is low. You're friends and you are friends with everybody. Uh, so I'll say the threshold is low. But the, the people that you've, you've had on here, uh, it's, just, it's just great. Uh, so, and, and, and that says a lot about you. Uh, but this isn't about you. It's about me. Thank you. So yes, let's bring exactly. it back because yes. you're blushing. And uh, <laughs> that's probably why you did a podcast and not, a, not a, some other form of digital uh, interview process. But yes. yeah. Uh, so I, I, when we were talking about this and I was listening to other people talk about it, I even ran by you because it's like the, uh, I don't want to think that this was you and it was somebody else moment, yep. right? So I, I remember distinct, the first distinct time I remember meeting you is that Lauren had a friend who um, who invited us to Cottage Grove Church because it was in a neighborhood that we were looking at sure, moving yeah. to. And I remembered your face from work. And we I, I know we'd had a few conversations and ran into each other. Uh, for anybody who's familiar at, at, with principal in any way, shape, or form has ever worked there. I mean, the atrium pre-COVID certainly was kind of the the watering hole. It's totally. the, the proverbial watering <laughs> yep. cooler or water cooler, sorry, uh, of the company, which is, you know, people have meetings there, but if they're having meetings there, you're pretty sure they're just there to, you know, uh, you know yeah. send, send uh, winks and, and, you know, hey, how's it going across the room? So it's the it's the meeting spot. Um, and I'm not, I, I'm, I'm thinking we kind of ran into each other there at some point in time. I don't think we really had a professional interaction, meaning from my uh, role as, as the the IP attorney, I don't think it was related to that. No, I don't but think so. I distinctly remember you greeting me uh, at Cottage Grove and just being incredibly enthusiastic that we were there. So uh, <laughs> that's what I've got. What, yeah. Tell me where I missed it. No, no. I think that as you were telling me earlier that that's what you recall from that interaction, uh, I totally remembered it. And it's, it's funny because uh, principal is such a, I tell people this all the time, but Principal is the type of place, and I actually encourage new employees whenever I meet a newer employer, an intern, or something like that, just set up time for coffee with people because it is such a welcoming place, yep. and the atrium is literally like the most friendly space at Principal where right. you, you do. Like, I'm pretty sure people only schedule time there so that they can see other people that they're not even necessarily meeting yeah. with, right? Um, and in a good way. Like, yeah. it's just, it's kind of the family aspect at Principal, yeah. and I think that's pretty cool, but... One of the coolest things is, is Kelly and I would greet at church at times. Uh, you would see faces that were familiar come in from work. And that was always cool. And I do remember that because um, I think at one point maybe, and maybe this was after that interaction, but then we talked a little bit. You told me about moving to the neighborhood. And, yep. and I just thought it was really cool. So yeah. I think you nailed it. That's okay. my answer. That's that's your first memory? I, I feel like I'm trying to flip the script here. What's yeah, the first time no, you my, remember me? Yeah, no, that's good. My first memory was definitely at work meeting, okay. um, but it was like in passing. So yep. for those of you that work at principal, you know who Corey is, right? <laughs> like it is really hard. If, if you don't know who Corey is, then first of all, let me... <laughs> find a way to introduce you because he's an awesome dude and you should know him. But also you're just an easily recognizable guy. I'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> um, but, but I, I feel like, uh, 
it was just one of those things where you've, I had been to the atrium enough times and seen you enough times and vice versa, right? Like we would probably recognize each other. And so it was almost weird to not say hello. Yeah. And then eventually it led to some small talk, like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and and that that's my memory before then meeting you at Cottage Grove and actually feeling like, oh yeah, I'd definitely be friends with this guy. We should get to know each other. This is cool. So, yeah. No. And that that's, and it's funny because I'm, I'm in my head, I'm thinking of my boss listening to this and, and um, when I first started at principal, and, and as an attorney, you know, your private practice, your relationship with your clients very different than when you're in-house. And we don't need to get and in, dive deep into that. But one of the reasons that I even considered going in-house, and one of my mentors, Ed Cease of McKee Boys and Cease, kind of mentored me early in my career. If you ever go in-house, you know, make sure it's with people who care about what they do, care about the products and services that they sell, and 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 that you you know enjoy getting up and seeing every day because sure. you know if something goes wrong you, you, you they're still your client the next day if something yep. goes right they're your client you celebrate but it was fascinating because i always got the gosh when do you work and because i would always be down in the atrium when totally. i first started for the first year and it was important to me to establish relationship right i'm gonna you know i got my background my expertise you know and, and you've probably interacted with people too, you know, people don't know what intellectual property is yeah. you know, until they need an IP attorney, and it's you know a stab. But 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 if they know who you are, and you can give them a little bit of breadcrumb about what you do when an issue does come up. And so that first year, and even beyond that a little bit, was just establishing relationships with people so that people knew what you were there for. Right? Sure. Right. What to call you for. And then, you know, interacting with attorneys is not always the brightest moment or the happiest moment in people's lives yeah. uh, or or even even in your professional experience. And so just letting people know, you know, because yeah, oh, I got to call the attorney. Right? Like I, I didn't, you know, but it's Corey. Yeah. OK, so. Yeah. OK, so we're OK. So oh, it won't be well, that bad. Yeah, it won't be that bad. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and that's, you know, just the type of relationship. Um, relationships you can establish by sitting there and then of course that means that we're working into the wee hours of the morning because the work sure. still had to get done uh as, as as my boss mark lago marcino always says he says well begun is half done and every time i think about the effort that you have to put in at the beginning of something uh to make sure that people get a good first impression which yep. is important um and 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 the, the value of that is significant if you can start strong and start on the positive side of the ledger with people like they're going to forgive mistakes and little things along the way and and you you find that because you've established a good relationship so yes totally i am completely guilty of being the guy that that uh sat down and and hopefully i'm not stealing your thunder here too much on the what you noticed about me but uh because you wouldn't tell me what it is, no matter how much I tried to extract it. I, I could tell that you wanted to know. I did want to know. I was trying to be, you know, I figured if I came on too strong, you wouldn't tell me. So maybe if I was a little coy about yeah. it, you would give me a tidbit. But no, you've been Listen, you've man, been I'm Oprah, okay? Yeah, I, 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 get out, that, right? I get that. I get that. Good, good. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, get in, we'll get into that because I think it is interesting. And I, I think you'll laugh about it, but I think there's probably... <laughs> There, there's probably something underlying there, which you might have yeah. just been getting to. But no, no, you, what you mean is that you know that half the listeners on this call who've interacted with me are going to go, "Yep, I totally agree with Elliot on that." Yeah, and you're ready for me to tell the people what's up. Why? Yeah. Yep, okay. absolutely. All right. All right. Yeah, I still, you're not going to. Okay, good. It seemed it even work there. You. Didn't nope, even work it's, there. It's I'm I'm uh, I'm frozen. <laughs> uh, so before we do that, let's have some fun. 
Let's okay. talk rapid fire. I got some okay. questions for you. Okay, wait. I have a comment before yeah. we get into that. Your rapid fire questions. Yep. I've listened to some of them. They're rap. They're, they're like they're they're rapid, but then yeah. I mean, we need rapid. We need to do this I'm hard and fast because uh, I've heard some where you just you got you got to rein these people in. Right? I know. You gotta you gotta get like what's your favorite color? Blue. You know, just done. Next question. Let's so here it. here's the challenge. Let's see if you can get through it rapid. Okay, good. Because I'm curious <laughs> if you'll get caught up, and I think uh, a couple of these might get I you caught this. up, but it, we'll see if you can just roll. Challenge so accepted. Caffeine of preference. Coffee. What kind of coffee? Black. Love it. Pet peeve. Ooh, uh, hearing people's noises when they chew. Yeah, well, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> vacation spot. Ooh, uh, don't go on a lot of vacations. Uh, uh, somewhere, somewhere peaceful and quiet because I don't slow down. So, uh, lakeside, small lakeside, you know, quiet, quaint. Sure. First car. Ooh, uh, uh, it was a Jeep Grand, uh, not Jeep Grand Cherokee, a Jeep Wrangler. My dad uh took me out and it parked it on a hill put the it was a it's an it was a manual put it and put the e-brake on on a hill got out of the car and walked home and told me that i needed to find that's how i learned how to drive a stick i was smart enough where i just took it nobody was around i just took the e-brake off i slowly backed up and then i, I worked my way this was the type of education and 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 for better or worse we'll put it this way i learned how to drive I learned how to drive a manual. It worked, so, right? Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Wow. That I would like to hear more about that. Yes. Uh, Des Moines restaurant. So so oh. I, I, I have to clarify real quick. You're running for Des Moines City Council, yeah. which, again, we'll get into at some point. But you've got to have your favorites about Des Moines, which I know you do, and I'm going to make oh. it hard on you. So this Des Moines restaurant. This episode is not brought to you by either the restaurant that I'll pick or the others who will feel left out of this. You, that is a complicated one. But I'm just going to go with the go-to where we're at right now, Thursday night, have to go somewhere. I really love Apasto in Sherman Hill. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I really love Apasto, but, but I'm also, I, I'm telling you, that I am, my comfort food comes from the fact, you know, military food, you eat food fast. I'm a, I'm a tasty taco guy. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I just, you know, not only the, the family feel of it, but, and not even the fancy ones. I am a corn, three corn tacos with extra cheese, uh, kind of guy. If I am stressed out or I need some comfort food, uh, I will get tasty tacos. Sure. You find me at ta- if you and if you see me at Tasty Taco, give me a give me a hug. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. I'm there for comfort food. <laughs> I I, uh, I love it. And what I love most about that answer is clearly that's your go to because I mentioned to you before doing this podcast that I'll show my hand to you if if you're uh, making noises or anything and you're just pounding that pen sorry, over there. Sorry, no, sorry. no, it's uh, good because it it answers the question. You're yeah. passionate about tasty tacos yeah. and yeah. pasta. Great spots, by the way. Yeah. Uh, love it. Um, Des Moines Bar. Des Moines Bar. I, you know, uh, Hello Marjorie's done it. They've, yeah. done, they've done a great job being right there by principle. You can stop in. They, they have a great, I, I love, you know, they mixologists, I think is what they're referred to. But, you know, the, the this everybody's innovating in every space, right? And even that industry is innovating um, to, you know, kind of, bring new and really people feeling connected to their craft, right? Sure. And yes, you, you want to sit at a place that just pours the PBR sometime, right? Because that's where the Budweiser, you mentioned yeah, Cubs, yeah. right? Uh, um, but uh, but pe- I love sitting there and, and, and the bartenders there, uh, and hopefully they get a list of some, just at why, what are you doing? Why, what are you experimenting with? Why, why does it taste this way? And because to me, and we can talk about this a little bit, like, you know, the, there's lots of different relationships people can have with alcohol, right? And so, uh, but but to me, 
if you're making it a part of kind of an interactive experience that other people are passionate about. And there, there are other places in Des Moines where you can get that as well. But, but certainly I've, 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 uh, it's proximity to principal. You can, you can, uh, you know, it's just, just right there. And, and, and they have such passion for what they do. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hello Marjorie. And, and of course now down in, in my neck of the woods, you've yeah. got the bartender's handshake just opened and it's the same Pretty kind of feel. So yeah. 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 We love the bartender's handshake. Yeah. Tommy's margarita. Maybe the best oh, drink yep. in Des Moines. Yeah, I uh, uh, have not had one myself. Sorry. So put a little jalapeno in it. Uh, okay. They can make a spicy version. Okay. It's great. Gosh, uh, good spot. The way you said that made me think of one of my favorite juvenile jokes that now I'm going to say because I'm on a podcast. <laughs> how, do you get, how do you get a tissue to dance? Oh, I know this oh, okay, one. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know it, but you don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Put a little boogie in it. Yeah. In the way you said, put a little jalapeno in it. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is for our younger listeners. Yes. Uh, this this podcast is for all ages. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, it is so. Frey and Friends. Right? Yeah, yeah. Anybody yeah. that wants to. Yeah. yeah. I love it. That's good. Uh, okay. This is going to be my last rapid fire, okay. which, by the way, uh, you've done a good job so yeah, far. I started but strong, but I kind of. See what happens? Yeah, it's, no, no, you're it right. You're right. It's a vortex. Uh, this is going to lead into something I've noticed about you. So, I'm about to give you a hint. <laughs> okay. Uh, go-to clothing brand yeah yeah so yeah okay fair uh i don't i i always you know wear clothes i'm the it's the if you've noticed this about me it's i've got elbow patches on i i am the person who appreciates that um quality in clothing right? yeah uh but but not because i want to look fancy necessarily but because typically you know quality comes longevity and and and, and uh to the extent that you can you know get more years out of your clothes with with, with, with you know minimum clothes get get more years out of them there are a lot and this this goes back to you know being young and 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 not having a lot yep. of, of means in that in that sense you know you made things you you think you stretched things right uh and so it's funny because if you see me with a coat with elbow patches on, it's not because I thought elbow patches were cool. It's because I rubbed my right arm, uh, rubbed a hole in the right arm. And I'm like, we're getting elbow patches. We're getting more years out of this yep. thing. Uh, and so I say all that. I don't just whatever fits nice. Sure. Uh, I, I don't have a brand. As a matter of fact, half the time I don't know the brands of the stuff that I buy. Um, uh, and so, you know, I, I, guys, this is funny. So, um, you know, my, my suits, yeah, we, I, get, I get in Des Moines and I've gotten them from a variety of places. Um, my, I have like two extremes and everybody who knows me, why they see me in a suit. I think I texted you last night. I was wearing a t-shirt just covered in sweat. <laughs> so I've either got a suit or I've got, you know, my, yeah. my work jeans from 20 years ago, Abercrombie and Fitch, oh, like, yeah. like, like, big baggy like these were cool at some point in time but they've got 20 years in them and if i bend over like i'm probably ripping a hole in them sure but i refuse to get rid of them because i'm wearing them in the garden so who cares uh obviously i've had that conversation with somebody <laughs> before but um um yeah i i i don't it's honestly I, it's not about the brand name and i can't i can't i could not tell you what i'm wearing right Yep. Um, um, but but it's just about appreciating the the quality and then and then getting life out of it too, right? And totally. I, and, and 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 to be not everybody has that that and and that's I, I guess again that goes back to when I was a kid. You tried to make those things stretch because you weren't getting 
it was, you know, you weren't you weren't getting more. It was it was kind of that you're not getting another if you break this one. This is what we've got. Absolutely, uh, kind of mentality. Yep. Um, and so I still, I, I still kind of have that ingrained in me today. Now, certainly, I'm blessed, and my my job uh, you know, requires, I guess, in air quotes, that I wear. Uh, you know, look professional, sure. right? Uh, so, so I'm I'm blessed in that way that I that I have the opportunity to to get clothes to look to buy clothes that look professional. Um, but um, but yeah, it's not. Sorry, I, I feel like I punted on that one. I just no, I really don't have a good answer for you because I don't even like. We can. It's a podcast. I could. We could check the tags <laughs> if you wanted to. And nobody will see it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but, but but I think that's cool, Corey, because um, I think it says a little bit about you, right? I think that gives me a little insight into you and who you are and what makes Corey, right? Um, but I also uh, that that sounds very familiar, right? Um, I've I've actually talked with I, my dad will get a kick out of this if he listens. I'm sure he will. But um, my dad has always been that way, right? Quality matters, uh, especially when you're like buying something, and it's for the same reason. Right. So just it, you can you get the maximum life out of it, right? And so it's just kind of interesting to to hear you talk yeah. through that. It totally makes sense. And, and take care of what you have, right? I sure. think no matter who we are or where we are, we we have access to certain things. And you, if, you know, whatever it might be, the mentality is still uh, what I have. If you take you take pride in it and you you take care of it and you don't treat it as though it can simply be discarded for the next thing like that's that's that that's something i i think uh i i would i would offer that, that a lot of people can relate to regardless of of whether it's 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 a suit that an attorney wears to work or my abercrombie <laughs> jeans yeah. that i wear uh to, to put flowers in the ground so um, i i think it makes perfect sense i yeah. love it there's no no punting on this podcast. Okay, I didn't good. hear any of them. Good, so good. Uh, that's only that's we'll leave that to the Hawks. We'll okay. let them keep doing their <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Hey, so like I said, that flows into uh, what I've noticed about you. So the big <laughs> so, moment, right? So excited. Um, but if you if you caught on as you were listening to some of the podcast, I put a phrase to it, right? So um, this is what I came up with for what I've noticed about Corey McAnally. He's the fanciest, likable guy I've ever met. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so let me explain that for a second. Okay. And then I want you to react and maybe, I mean, I feel like you just kind of walked through some of it, but help me understand a little bit. Um, and I think this even goes back to what you're talking about, about first impressions, right? Which is, uh, I totally can understand and agree with. Um, every time I see you, except for when, yeah, you, you send a, a picture of, um, hey, I'll send you a picture for your <laughs> Facebook post soon. I'm running and I'm dripping in sweat right now, right? Um, that is the only time I've ever seen you not in dress clothes. Yeah. Mostly a suit and tie. Yeah. Um, actually, I noticed this morning when we walked to get coffee that you didn't have a tie on. So what I was going to say <laughs> is you are the most likable guy that I've never seen not wearing a tie. Sure. I ruined um, that for you this morning. You ruined that Good, for me this morning. So you, you didn't even know it, but... Uh, what I've noticed about that, though, is whether it's in the atrium like we we're talking about or um, I, I, we've run into each other outside of work, too, whether it's church. Right. I don't think you had a suit and tie on that day. Maybe you're probably dressed I probably up. did. Yeah, I, I typically do. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. It's I fair. love it. I think that's cool. But um, I think a lot of times the perception that could come with that is not good. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I mean by that specifically is, oh, gosh, here comes the attorney that's all dressed up and all this yeah. stuff. But here's the thing. 
you completely flip that on its head once you meet the people that once I met you, I immediately thought differently of that, right? Now, we could go into a whole dialogue on how it was wrong of me to have a perception yeah. of you and all this stuff, right? Yeah. But it was just it's the type of thing that runs through your head. You're the fanciest likable guy I've ever met, and I think anybody listening would say, "Oh yeah, absolutely. I can totally agree with that." But yeah, yeah. and you've got you've got more fans behind that comment than you know, even up uh, even even in the the law department and, and and otherwise. I actually know somebody. I'm going to point to this moment in the podcast and say, "Go listen to this because this was an exact conversation that we had." And I don't think it's unfair that you do that. Sure, and here. You know, first impressions are huge. Um, they don't judge a book by its cover, but you know, when you're picking to try and buy three different books, right? You know, you're not reading it. You're, you're looking at the cover, right? And this goes back to while well begun is half done. You know, first impressions are huge. And heck, we're running for city council. Uh, you know, look, thinking about politics, first impressions are huge. Totally. And there are just those things that, you know, people they're they're you know, we as humans, uh, generally speaking, like to categorize. Like it is, it is known that the human brain, to simplify thought processes, categorizes things. Right? Sure. That's the first thing we do when we see something, and that everybody does it. Um, and and it just makes us easy. It makes the world around us easier to process, right? And sometimes it's a challenge when the actual you know next data point that we get after that categorization is different than the first data point that we got totally and that's to me what you're saying which is it's not unfair when you when you say fancy yeah i, I wear a suit to work and and why i do that is because for me it puts me in a mode and 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 it just puts me in the work mode and that's not to say I'm incapable of wearing, I mean, we just went through COVID. I, sure. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about what I was wearing, uh, you know, uh, during COVID when we were at work, work from home. Uh, we can talk about that if you want to dive into that. Um, did you did you wear a suit at home? Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, during certain calls. Sure. Uh, where, you know, uh, during certain calls and, and I've wore, I've wore, I wore half suits is yep. what I'll call yep, it, the yep. half suit. Uh, I you had yeah. those Abercrombie jeans yeah. uh, on yeah. a, on bottom. Yeah. I yeah I but it was it was it was quite interesting because to your point, anybody who worked with me professionally during that time and got the the Skype meeting or the call, and I am the guy who IT probably hates because you know we went through that phase of try and minimize the video, uh, you know bandwidth as we're trying to figure this out, and they did a phenomenal job, obviously navigating us right into right into work from home. But uh, I cannot tell you the number of times that I got the, wait, Corey, uh, I've never seen you. Uh, and, and it's just, it's fascinating to me because to your point, it gives me insight into what the world, what that first data point is, what that sure. first categorization is. And I don't want to change because of that, yep. right? I, I don't, you know, it's a date, but 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 I get that it has an initial first impression. I don't fault anybody for that. And there are a lot of people listening now who have had, and even a lot of people have had these conversations with me, which is you could boil down to, gosh, when I first saw you, I immediately thought whatever about your upbringing, about your your wealth situation, about the type of personality I was going to talk to, about who I was, who was underneath the suit, right? Totally. And 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 then. Um, you know, for most of those people, it was like, and then data point after data point after data point, and 
and it, it's like, gosh, you, 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 I think you call it likable. Uh, you know, you, you end up getting, you get better data, yeah. right? Then that initial impression gives you, and, and yeah, I'm still going to wear the suit because it's where I, it's how I feel comfortable. I, that's how I get into work mode. Um, but uh, I, I definitely, you know, appreciate that sometimes, but, but, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but I try to, I try to quickly dissuade that. And, oh, and, yeah. and, I, and I say try, try is not the right word. Like, it's yeah, who you hopefully are. it's just very quick that, yeah. that you get another data point that says oh, that, yeah. that guy isn't what my brain is immediately categorizing as. Uh, yeah. So it's fascinating you, you say that. And for anybody else who's laughing at that, uh, I, I hope they, they can, they, they're validating that in their head too right sure. now. And if not, uh, you can come catch me when I'm working in my yeah. yard or when I'm on a run, and you'll, I'll be happy to introduce you to not, not suited Corey. <laughs> well, well, and here's what's funny about that too, Corey, and I, I'm blown away even listening to you talk through that because so first of all, I, um, I, I kind of went to one extreme, right? So yeah, first impression, data point, categorize, what can you assume about that individual, right? Um, but there, there's some positives in that assumption too. This guy takes his job seriously. He's here to to get the job done or do the work the, the right way or well. Um, I remember thinking about that and then immediately as soon as we actually like talked, so like I actually gave you a chance to be yourself. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's awesome. Like he he's so friendly and he so wants to just build a relationship, get to know me. And I actually felt like uh, you made me, okay, so I'll just peel the curtain back. There you go, bit. okay. A lot of people tell me, that I'm good at having conversation yeah. or I'm, I'm, uh, I've never met a stranger, you know, the typical cliches, yeah. which I, I appreciate, but I actually don't really think that a lot about myself. Cause I just, that's just what I enjoy. Like that makes me happy is getting to know people and having conversation. I felt in that moment, like I wouldn't, I couldn't compete with you. Like you are the guy that was <laughs> going to make me feel, you know, known or cared for, ask questions. And, and, um, it directly conflicted with dressed up nice, attorney at principal, right? Yeah. So I just think that's cool. And I, I, again, I say something I've noticed about you is that you're the fanciest likable guy I've ever met. I say it somewhat facetiously, Uh, like, yeah, you're awesome. But it's just a matter of, uh, it's just funny how that kind of, don't judge a book by its cover or whatever you want to throw at it. I think that really applied. And I think it's cool that now that I've gotten to know you a little bit better. Yeah. And I appreciate your kind words. And again, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's constantly living up and not, 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 trying to live up to but just being sincere and and i mean life is easy when you're sincere and i say that life isn't easy uh life isn't like you know it's not just be sincere and life is easy so i don't mean to say it that way but life is certainly easier when you're just sincere and true to who you are and let people get those data points so yeah it's you know as i kind of mentioned i get it judging a book by its cover there's value in that uh but for certain things you know if you can take the chance to get some more information about totally. whatever that is to, to help, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe validate whatever your impression was. You, it could have, it could have been sure. just the other way, right? You could have been, yep. Talk to this dude for two seconds. Would make eye contact with me. Think he's better than me. I'm out. Yep. Uh, or, or, or something else kind of what you've described could have happened. And, and so I don't discount what first impressions can do. Mm. And, and again, you know, uh, the, and I don't know if you intended to do this or not, but that kind of, you know, it's, it's the same in, in, in politics, right? Uh, it's the same in, 
you know, and in anything, business, personal relationships, just meeting somebody on the street. We can talk about that a little bit too. Um, uh, you know, meeting people on the street, uh, you know, whoever they are, get more. And I, and I challenge myself to do that. Ask questions. You know, one of the things I do if, if, if to try and remember people when I know that I'm in the crowd and doing some rapid fire names, yeah. you know, meeting people, ask questions like, Oh, Diane, is that with two ends or one end? You know, or you know, is it you know, or what's your favorite skill? You know, just even simple information about somebody and the way that they interact with you is is very quick way to either validate or or challenge an opinion that you have that that's based on a first impression. Which again, I sometimes we're made to feel bad about that, and there's certainly some. Some guilt for people who don't want to be that way, sure. which you kind of alluded to. You, you know, you, you've been, it, it sounds to me like like uh, you have a each to yourself yeah. or a purpose to say no. Let's not. You know, you, covers are easy, covers are valuable, but let's let's read a little bit. Let's at least read the foreword and see yeah, yeah. what it's dedicated <laughs> to. Like, is this is this to mom or dedicated to my publicist? Right. Uh, um, and and I think that says a lot about you. And I, and I think that it's hard. We meet a lot of people. Um, the world, there's a lot of things that can distract us from um, taking that. And sometimes we just don't have the time, you know. But but I, I think I think it's interesting to see. And 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 I know I'll give an example here in a second. Uh, just decide that you're going to spend the day getting one extra data point from everybody. And it's so awkward sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, and for people who have a personality who can do it, uh, and even for those who don't, it's just, it starts small. But um, Emily Osweiler, who is the former director of the YMCA Supportive Housing Campus, and she's now at Joppa, um, passionate about people, like, hmm. like passionate about living things. Even her, her husband tells a story about, I think it was late to their first date because she found a bird that needed care on the way and it's it's a beautiful story about her but she you know she's um she understands the housing insecurity community and the homeless population and one thing that she talks about if you've ever heard her uh kind of conversation i wouldn't say spiel because she's really bad like it's not a spiel when you you talk when you care about it the way that she does but uh she said imagine being somebody on the street who's homeless or in housing insecure in one way or another and like if i saw you on the street hey elliot you know uh, if you meet and interact with somebody else who you don't know but looks like it going back to the judging book better sure. cover, but it's a book that you recognize like you know hey what's your name oh john sally sarah you know whatever it might be we look at that population of, of those who who are in situations that sometimes we can easily judge and, and whatever you think about somebody immediately when you see them either on a corner or in a camp or, or whatever it might be. All this to say, she says, how many times do you think those people get asked what their name is? Mm, wow. How many times do you think during a day they hear somebody say their name? I hear somebody say my name, for better or worse, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot during a day. Right? Sure. I read my name constantly. It's this it's this humanizing thing that makes me, mm. you know, a real person. And it doesn't make me a real person, but you know, hearing and and it's hard to imagine because you do hear your name. All yeah. The time. 
But but I challenge and, and maybe even do it for a day yourself. But I do it, and Emily laughs because I think she didn't necessarily mean it literally. <laughs> uh, but but uh, when I meet people running this is a great story from last night running um, running uh, on Kingman in the Drake neighborhood right before I texted you uh, came up across somebody standing at the corner of Thirty First and Kingman who was carrying uh, you know a, a, a plastic sack of bottles right to be turned in. And just pulled my headphones out. I was going to stand next to him for a few minutes. Pulled my headphones out. I was like, hey, where, where are you going? What's your name? Uh, and, and sometimes those conversations are super awkward. So yeah. you have to be you have to be prepared for rejection. Yep. Uh, because uh, depending on how you approach the situation, uh, you know, and, and you never know where that person's at. Right? Sure. You always have to remember you never know where that person's at. So, but if you can get one win, if you can, if you can have, you know, one person um, who, who I stopped, I, on the way out back from West Des Moines um, the other day, I stopped at the corner getting off the exit at 31st and, uh, and 235, and there was a gentleman there who said he lived in the neighborhood for 20 years. His name's Charlie. Uh, he, he, he sits right on that corner. I've seen him a couple of times. And for the first time in a long time, I had $2 in my I – don't, I don't know where it was, and Lauren's probably missing it right now. Yeah. It for some reason <laughs> – uh, but I rolled down the window She's and I buy talked to him. With that today right? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Uh, and I, and I said, um, you know, I, I talked to him, and the first thing I said is, "What's your name?" Uh, hmm. You know, you're new to Des Moines, you just come through, and and you know, it may they 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 don't know that you're doing it, but 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 just take a minute to get a data point from somebody else. Let them hmm. let them hear their name. Uh, let them let them understand that you're there to to, and it doesn't have to be. A deep drawn out thing just connect with somebody totally. and, and and to me you can challenge yourself to do that um you know get get more information about the people around you i think you really start to find meaningful relationships a little bit faster hmm. and i also think you start to see um I, a venn diagram everybody's familiar it's the you draw two circles and you hope that there's an intersection totally. uh, you know for some relationships there's a bigger intersection for others, you're really trying to squeak it in. Uh, but I, I think you find that you'll find something in common, even despite all your differences or whatever they might be. You dig, you try, you'll find something in common. You start there, and then and, and you just work from there. So, uh, so cool. I love it. Sorry. I know no, I just got way off track no, here. So. I think that's awesome. And, I mean, to be frank, Corey, I think it, it speaks to who you are and what makes you passionate, right? I mean, you can – you can hear it coming out as you're talking through it. That That is what makes you passionate as people and getting to know people, their story, who they are, what brings them to that moment. And I think what's even cooler is, you know, we just got to hear a little bit of that at a really, really high level for you. And I'm sure we could sit here and do a whole different podcast on Corey, his name, his story, what makes him the way that he is, what makes him like clothes that last for a long time and, and work well and are high quality. Right. Um, and I think that would be really neat. So I, I just think it's really sweet that that's important to you. Uh, so thanks for sharing that. Um, I do think that that kind of leads to, you're right. You asked if I was doing this on purpose and I kind of was. So, uh, one of the things I want to make sure is that this podcast is about my friends telling their stories, right? Um, I feel like you've done a good job of that. It just kind of sharing a little bit about who you are and what makes Corey, Corey, um, but obviously, uh, you're running for Des Moines City Council, and 
I think that's really neat. Uh, I don't know much about running for public office, no matter what level, right? I just know that it's a big effort, but it also can only happen if you're passionate about it for some reason or you have the right fire. And so my question for you is, um, obviously you love Des Moines. I mean, even if I'm asking you your <laughs> restaurants and bars of choice, whatever, you know, that you have a hard time, you know, telling me, and I, I just know, I know your involvement and things like that. So I know you love this city, right? Yeah. And so with an emphasis on you're running for Des Moines city council, why, what fires you up about that? And uh, what led to that decision? Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. And it is obviously going to be a big part of my story uh, for uh, the, the near and hopefully longer future. Yep. Um, but, you know, the focus on city, I think is important to me. It's a Des Moines City Council, right? Um, you know, politics and, and we, we can do another podcast on that someday. Sure. You, you can bring in plenty of people who have far more experience in, in navigating the political machine that is today, right? Um, but Des Moines City Council is, is I don't know if uh, the listeners know this, is a nonpartisan race. It's probably one of the few remaining nonpartisan, mm. uh, at least in name, uh, right? Nonpartisan yeah, sure. races and spirit. Um, you know, uh, politics and differences right now are, they're, they're at a fever pitch, right? Yep. They're, they're, everybody's on, everybody is at the, the height of sensitivity. Um, and what I hope, and I hope that I'm right about this because it's why I'm running for city council is because I believe that in a nonpartisan city council race, it's probably one of the best, if not last places where you can truly have an impact on people and the people around you with as little as, and I'm not naive to say, I don't think that it's going to, this is going to be injected into any conversation about running for office, but as little as that, that high level um, anger and fear, which, which exists at yep. the city level, right? But we're talking about where can you have the biggest impact on it without necessarily, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, right? And and I think that city council is that much. I do. And and you tell me if you think I'm wrong here tonight. And I want any listener to tell me if they think I'm wrong as we move forward. Uh, but but to me, and this goes back to me. I I I don't just want to shake your hand. You know, you think you you look at politicians today and and their job. The jobs of politicians is it's it's not easy because the job in and of itself isn't easy yeah and then all of the context i'll put it that way around it makes it even harder sure today. and 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 that's that's i think it's appropriate in, in some ways because they're dealing with issues of visceral fear and anger and and, and and constituents on, you know, you, you know what the spectrum is right now, but there are a lot of people who have a lot of very rightly, like the, the issues that we're touching on are incredibly emotional. And then you're trying to, to find solutions at this, at this macro scale, like, and then that's hard. Yep. And, and, and it's still hard at city level. You're going to have 50,000, 200,000 people that you're representative of, uh, depending on uh, your ward or whether you're at large, but the city of Des Moines. And then you think beyond that, like it's 
happens. So it's, you know, it, it would mean something to more than just Des Moines. Des Moines means something to the suburbs, to central Iowa, right? Sure. And to me, I would not be as enthusiastic or excited or want to put in the hard hours, the long late nights, right? If it was just shaking a hand and getting mm. a name and I want to have coffee at the Drake Diner and talk about what the issues are and then go get a cat out of the tree, right? <laughs> uh, I had a friend who, when I was talking about this, uh, you know, said, you know, it's a lot of, you know, and, and for the, the council members who are there and, and any local representatives, they know it's a lot of work. Most people don't call you and thank you about it, right? And can so, imagine. Right, yeah, right. And so, and so if you're doing it, there has to be something, and you're doing it passionately and truly, there has to be something about it that's not externally validated. Sure. Right? It has to come from inside you. And to me, for a city council race, it's having the, the opportunity, you know, the role in and of itself is, you know, there's a lot, there's, there's so much hard work to do. There's, there's a lot of policy. There's a lot of, different issues that are going to be on the docket. And like I said, we can, I'd love to do, I'd love to do the Cubs Cardinals version at some point in time, because I, I, I think I owe you and I certainly owe the citizens of Des Moines that as we move through this mm. campaign, but the, 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 you, you can, th those hard issues are there, but you can still, I believe, feel really connected to it by, you know, getting out to the parks and cleaning things up. Like you can be, and I'm not, that's the, that's the type of leader that I that I in my heart am. I'm the one, you know, who's, you know, they're like, oh, you know, sir, please stay at the, the, the back of the line because, you know, and then I'm the one who's on the horse charging something, right? Yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, and I go, oh, well, this is going to be, you know, uh, I just, <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to, I don't want to ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do. I want to show people that if we do it together and we find that spot where we agree on something and then work from there, you got two, you know, I have two neighbors who wildly disagree on things, but they can plant flowers side by side mm. because they agree that it makes our neighborhood more beautiful. Mm. And you start there and you work out, right? Yep. And, 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 and you, you can't, I, I, I get it, you can't do that with all. 50,000 sure. plus people in the ward, 200,000 plus people in, in, in the, in the, 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 the metro. Um, but that's where you can do it, right? Um, and, and above that, uh, that you know, I, and I don't think I'd feel connected. And so, so city council to me is the one place where I have the opportunity to engage in the things I'm passionate about, but do it in this way, to, 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 to get my hands dirty, if you will, not in the political sense, but get my hands, you know, tr literally dirty, uh, and and be a part of of improving our community, improving the health and well being of our the citizens in our community. Having those conversations, grabbing coffee, counseling. Hey, people know where I live. I got a porch. You want to come sit down and have a coffee with me in the morning and watch the European swallow try and kick the nut hatches out of uh, out of their houses in the, the two trees on the west side on 27th street i'll do it with you it's a fascinating made for tv drama that no david attenborough didn't answer my call and so he has not come to narrate the the uh the eviction that's taking place in my trees but 
I want to do that with people and, and I want to make those connections. Now, you know, to, you know, so people don't feel like I'm punting necessarily on it um, and getting into, you know, some of the issues, you know, we talked about my upbringing. Yep. And, you know, I think experience going through, you know, the sympathy versus empathy, right? Sympathy, seeing something and, and, and understanding it uh, and, 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 being sympathetic versus being empathetic where you truly have experienced something. Sure. Your empathy is focused more on the experience side, associating with something because you've experienced it. And I think a lot of the human issues that we have right now need more empathy. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying that any, you know, that, that, that I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to anybody. I'm just saying right now we need more empathy with human issues. Period. Yep. City council, anyway, we we do, and and I think it's hmm. it's fascinating because my you know, I understand a little bit what housing insecurity feels like. You know, divorced, hmm. divorced mom who you know moved back to Wisconsin, lived in a trailer with air conditioning, like kind of sleeping on the floor, right? Because you're further away from the yeah. heat. Um, you know, food insecurity. Uh, you know, we were talking about how my some of my comfort foods are very bad. Food and no, sorry, tasty taco. Yeah. Not very bad food. <laughs> amazing, right? food. amazing food, but maybe but not for the just, COVID fifteen yeah, stuff yes, that yeah. added. Oh, but you, you know, I, I just mean you know, uh, very good food, but 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 just to me, like that, that's my comfort. Sure, space, right. Yeah. And so um, when when you know spaghetti with watered down tomato, you, you experience a little bit of those issues. Food insecurity. Mm. Um, technology and security i've never particularly experienced that uh because where i'm at in my life you know as technology has advanced i've been blessed to be able to have you know the phones and the the internet and the access to computers but as an intellectual property attorney as a as a board member on the des moines public library board you see technology and security is huge Hmm. right now it is a big gap i mean I was talking about this with somebody the other night, and I said, "Just think about, or where do you where do you pay your water bill? Online, online. Uh, I th- actually, and, it's automatic right. through my online profile. Comes out, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, and that's because you got a big bank account because uh, a bank, you know, it gives you a bank mm-hmm. account. And you can connect that to it, and then you have access to Wi Fi and a computer, and you can set up that automatic, you know, and and that takes you ten seconds out of your day. Paying your water bill is that easy, right? For, for some people, it's not like that. It's it's a trip down to IV. It's a trip to get uh, some sort of you know uh, you know voucher or whatever it is sure. to, to pay. And so, again, it's it's fascinating too because technology security is huge because it's an impediment to education, mm-hmm. it's impediment to access to public services. And sometimes we're talking about those with the greatest need among us not having access to that need because technology. Um, you know, because of tech, and 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 I was even talking to somebody at, you know, I was handing out a palm card, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody made the comment of, well, why, why, why are we still doing paper? And and it was it was a great comment. We need to do our best yep. to move away, uh, or be thoughtful, right? Be thoughtful about our, our consumption, right? Sure. All, always, we we always need to be thoughtful, and, and that, you know, again, my suit story, uh, you know, tie it back in here a little bit, but. But, um, you know, the reason we still do palm cards and the reason you see that and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, last election cycle, if you lived in Des Moines, I don't know how many times the 
male person was a professional was stuffing, you know, those placards into your mailbox. Plenty right? of times. Yes. And exactly. we have one of those old tin mailboxes oh, that just yes, doesn't yes, fit them. It's, right. <laughs> and so you get this crumpled up, like you can't even read it anyway. But the reality is and when you get those and you're, and you're frustrated about why it's because there are voters and constituents and community members and people around you who that's their access to that resource. Right. Totally. And so, and then the, the public library is a great, you know, public library, the Wi-Fi access, the computer access, um, you know, is really a hub of, of, of helping uh, the community with technology security, but we can do more uh, in, that, in that area. And so I, a quick hit list, but, but really, you know, when you talk about why am I running, I'm running because, you know, I think experiencing some of those things helps you understand how to solve the issues a little bit. It makes you a little bit more passionate about it. Because remember, and this is my opinion, tell me if you think I'm wrong, if it's if a job like that, if, to maintain and sustain, it has to come from within. It cannot be externally validated. Totally. And and to me, that's that's been my, like, I get my fuel from that. Uh, COVID was hard for me, uh, and for a lot of people for a variety of reasons. but. But uh, and, and, and many more um, impactful than what I'm about to say. So don't take this comment as though I experienced COVID, um, you know, in a way that was that was at the at the extreme of anything. But but being separated from people, and I think everybody, no matter what their individual circumstances was were during COVID, being separated from people just took it, you know, the, the, it was, and, and so, you know, you talk about the timing of this too, coming out of that and realizing how, how important it is for me to be able to help my community and be a part of my community. Mm-hmm. I, the, it, this is just, it's the right time for me. Um, and, and hopefully it's the right time for Des Moines too. So, yeah. and, and we can get into those issues more later. I don't want to commandeer the end of this here. I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to make a few comments about it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great, Corey. And I do think, um, so again, to say it one more time, this is the Pirates, Cubs, Cardinal, or Pirates, Cubs, Cardinals. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new sport. Uh, it's it, a new sport. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Good luck keeping your manual score. Yeah, I know. That. We'll yeah. talk about that. Too, yeah. 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 So, um, but I would love to have you back in a few months as you're kind of in the thick of this and, and really starting to dig into some of those issues and having those very specific conversations likely as you're leading into the election. But um, I think this is great. I mean, I feel like I've gotten to know who Corey McNally is and why this is even something that is a passion within you, what's core to you. Um, and you answered a lot of the questions that I had even as you're kind of talking through that because what I'm hearing you say is people matter to you, relationships matter to you and you feel that you're in a spot in your life with what you've experienced and what you know your vision is for certain things and, and the things that you get to interact with in your day-to-day life, whether personal life or at work or whatever, you feel like you can make an impact in a way that brings value to the Des Moines City Council. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, you, here's here's my response. Sure. I, my challenge to you, right? Can I do that on your podcast? I, I, I'll allow it. That's okay, fine. all right, yeah. good. Uh, check the rule book. Uh, we were actually, for, for the listeners, we were – 
again, trying to make baseball analogies before we started this uh, for signs, like for my pounding on the couch and things <laughs> like that. Uh, but we were trying to do to do ba- to do baseball signs, so uh, it, it didn't work. No, it didn't it, clear. That's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But here's my challenge yeah. to you. Uh, I can tell you're passionate about this, uh, and I and I love it, and that's one of the reasons when we were talking that I thought this would be not only fun, but I wanted to see you in your element. <laughs> I, you know, we haven't had a chance, just our roles haven't interacted at work, and it was an opportunity to see you in your element. So my challenge for you, and I know you've been, we talked, we started the episode with this, and sure. your listeners have challenges out to you. I'll come back if you keep this going. Keep it going, the all right. And, I, and I, I'm not gonna make you commit to a number, but I want to I want to hear him. I want to be introduced. I want you to introduce the city of Des Moines and me to some other great people Love over it. the next few months. I want to hear those stories. Uh, I'm going to submit some questions to people. It's really hard ones. And by the way, <laughs> is it Julie or Julia? Uh, oh, my mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Julie. Julie. Okay. Yeah. So Julie uh, asked if you know Barb McAnally. Yeah. No, I don't. But I do want to give Barb McAnally a <laughs> shout out that if for some reason we are long lost cousins or. Uh, if, if Barb wants to give me a call, you give me a call and we'll connect because the, the McAnellys, uh, uh, we are few and far between, but we got to stick together, Barb. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, my, my, my challenge to you is to keep this going. Keep your passion going. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on right now, but I, I see that you enjoy this and, and I hope that you'll keep doing it. If you do that, uh, Cubs Cardinals sometime later this summer. Love it. Love it. And we'll get a preview of that this weekend starting Friday. 100% capacity at Wrigley Field. Cannot wait. We've been, we have a crazy couple weeks coming up, so we can't get out to Chicago. Um, But I would do anything to be there on Friday when they have 100% back. And they're, I heard they're bringing out the big American flag to put it in the outfield and they're treating it like opening day. And it just gave me chills. So uh, maybe, just maybe at some point. You and I'll be venturing out to Wrigley together. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, are we doing a traveling podcast now? Well, so that is a whole yes. So Corey, we're just in the first <laughs> inning. I mean, we got a long way to go. Well begun is half done. Yeah, that's we're, good. See, there you go. Well begun now. I love it. That's great, and and I appreciate the challenge because you're right. Um, here's what's funny. This was something as a kid. I have videos on little cassette tape things that went in a camcorder that my dad used to uh, record of me doing my fake ESPN three NFL draft commentary. Um, It's something I've always wanted to do. I've always had a passion. I listen to the radio every morning. It's just fun for me, right? Like this, it does, it it fires me up. And I thought what better time than COVID to start doing the research to figure out what the heck I need to do. And really it turns out it wasn't much. It was a relatively cheap microphone <laughs> and my college MacBook this Pro super, that was in this, my desk. This so, super fancy uh, 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 podcast room. That the you have the, the sweet, echoey <laughs> living room and all uh, of it. Yeah. So so I appreciate the challenge because I do love it. And this is fun. This is fun for me. And actually, uh, that teased me up for a kind of a fun announcement as we wrap up. So uh, this week by audience demand my wife is going to be uh, an interviewee on the Fran friends podcast so she's part of the podcast artwork everybody knows that she's my best friend and i spend all the time with her and i've not yet interviewed her and i think what better time than when she is in her first week of summer break after a covid year as a second grade teacher yeah pretty fascinating so i'll plug that uh for the listeners who viewed, <laughs> tuned in for me, I don't know if they're <laughs> my, my mom, maybe. Uh, you got to listen to that. I had a chance when I walked in uh, to meet 
through for a few minutes. Yep. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. First of all, you both, uh, you're, the way that you operate made it all about me. But very quickly, I attempted to, you know, what do you do? And, and, and tell me about the last year for you. But, but this is the teaser, because this is what I want to hear. Yeah. Uh, you have an awesome kind of meeting story. And maybe many of your friends <laughs> yeah. know this. And I'm saying this now because if I submit it as a question later, it's possible. And maybe he'll cut this, so who knows. But it's possible that he'll just kind of gloss right over this and throw her softballs. But they have an awesome meeting story. And I want you to share that with everybody because I, th I think it, I think it's, uh, you know, just uh, speaks to <laughs> you two being pulled together. And, and uh, you know... Um, her uh, giving you uh, giving you a pass on uh, strike one. So, yeah, uh, no, I, I was leading straight into a, a backwards K, honestly, in that relationship, and she was pretty kind to me. So, uh, well, there's uh, your there's your teaser, right? The it, announcement and the teaser. It is, and it would only be consistent because I always ask, "How in the world do we know each other?" So it'll be fun to to hear her rendition of that. But Corey, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate you joining me for. Uh, Episode 12, I believe, is what we're at of the Frame Friends podcast. You give me the head nod because I know you were doing some research last night. So that's good. Validating. Uh, this has been great, man. And I wish you all the luck in the world as you start your adventure of, of running for Des Moines City Council. I am so stoked to circle back. And um, I, I so I'll say I love politics and I can't stand politics at the same time. But I think the conversations and finding that Venn diagram spot in the middle is really good. And actually, it's part of what inspired this podcast is having those hard conversations that just need to be had, but they need to be done right. Yep. Um, we've lost that art a little bit. And so I'd be thrilled to be able to do that again at some point. And then definitely we need to start the travel podcast, uh, specifically talking about the national uh, landmark that is Wrigley Field <laughs> in, in Chicago. Uh, it's so. a real gem of, of the, the United States. It's the best. It's a favorite spot in the world. So we'll certainly talk about that at some point too, but I appreciate everybody tuning in. Thanks for being with me, Corey. Uh, I would just say this as we part ways, uh, go Cubs go. Um, we do have a big series with the Padres yet another West coast game tonight. I stayed up after midnight last night trying to, I told you I woke up in a pool of my own drool <laughs> in my bed because my wife convinced me just come to bed. And I said, fine, the compromise is I'm going to watch on my phone with my headphones in and lo and behold, about an hour after uh, I went upstairs, I found myself in my own drool as the Cubs had given up a couple unfortunate unearned runs. So I'm hoping tonight's there's better fortune tonight with the Cubs, but uh, I'm sure we'll be texting. Yeah, hopefully I can get out of here because if we, if we turn that TV on, <laughs> I, I might not. So uh, yeah, go Cubs, go. Tonight. I love it. Thanks so much, Corey. Thanks. Everybody.